Hey everyone, as promised, I'm about to get started on this podcast about soulmates, soul relationships, twin flames, and the whole nine yards because everyone all over the place have jumped on the twin flame bandwagon and I'm sick of it. (laughs) I'm sick of it. I am someone, you know, I do believe in soul connections. I absolutely believe that they exist. People who know me, you know, they know I believe soul ex- soul connections exist. I talk about it often. But the way in which a lot of people have used a lot of these terms when it comes to soulmates and twin flames and stuff is inaccurate. And also what I tend to find is that a lot of people who need to do some healing on um, a lot of people who are codependent, they tend to love terms like this because they don't have to do the work. They can just latch on to another person and not have to go within, right? And so that's another thing that makes this, you know, very convoluted is that, you know, people see these terms used all the time and that you're not really giving them a clear understanding of what you mean or what those terms even mean because you see everyone slapping the twin flame term on every single relationship. They don't have that spiritual you know, connection within that relationship, but because they like the person, because they're smitten by the person, because they're codependent, they just automatically assume it's a twin flame connection, right? So for the purposes of this podcast, this is what I'm going to do. When I'm talking about twin flames, I'm not going to say twin flames, because again, like I said, I think that term is overused, all right? And I really want to get to the crux of what the term means anyway. So I'm going to instead say divine counterparts, all right? Soulmates, I'm just going to still refer to them as soulmates. Now, there are similarities and there are differences between the two. All right. So soulmates and divine counterparts, there is still that soul familiarity there. So once you meet this person, it's going to feel like you already knew them. You easily click. The communication is good. You know, you can talk to the person as though you have never had a break in communication at all. Like you always knew them right? That happens for both divine counterparts and soulmates. The other thing is that love and affection is definitely there. Some people come up with the myth or the misconception that the only person that can love you the way that you truly want to be loved is your twin flame. That is not true. That is a lie. There are different types of love out here. And the human experience is about us opening our hearts to all of the different types of love that are out here. Do not close your heart off because you're waiting for someone to get their shit together. Because chances are the person that you're waiting for, if they're a grown adult, they won't. They won't come back around. They're set in their ways. So don't waste your time waiting for them to do right. Not when you have a whole bunch of other soul connections out here where you can get what you need in order to move forward. So again, that's why I address the codependency thing. Because sometimes you could be delaying your own blessings because you're waiting for someone to come back to you. Now with soulmates, um, the events leading up to the meeting may seem normal. So, for example, you may bump into them in a store, you know, a friend that you know may introduce the both of you, you may see them online. Whereas with divine counterparts, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different, okay? Um, It's going to seem as though when you meet that person, it's going to be almost like, wow, 
this is a miracle. You know, I can't believe that, you know, we were able to make it, you know, that we were able to meet each other. Oftentimes, divine counterparts have this level of, how can I put it? They have this issue that they need to overcome it before union can take place. So often divine counterparts may be from different backgrounds, okay? They may be miles apart from each other. Um, they may have different religious beliefs, okay? Things like that. It's something that they have to overcome because it's teaching them something about the soul experience. It's teaching them something about the human experience that goes beyond physical looks. And that's another thing that people get caught up on. My twin flame is supposed to look like this. Or my soul may supposed to look like this. But again, you know, it's all about the soul. It's about the soul connection, right? Also, again, too, with um, soul relationships or soul mates, rather, when it comes to them, you know, their kindred spirits, you'll feel a strong attachment to that person. But the other thing is about soulmates is that it's sort of like this, you're a mind mentality. And what do I mean? You know, when a lot of people get into relationships, you know, they unfortunately see the person that they're with as, you know, you're mine, you're my partner, you know, no one else can come in, no one else can, you know, say anything, do anything or whatever, you are mine as in ownership, so to speak. And while I understand that's how some people operate, sometimes that may not really be healthy. Because even though you're in a relationship with someone, you also have to give them space to grow. And people take the you're mine mentality and they run with it. And then they get to the point where they're clingy, they're codependent, they don't give their partner space because they are afraid that someone else may come in and take their partner from them. So sometimes soulmates have that unhealthy you're mine mentality. Whereas with twin flames, they have already experienced being apart from each other for a little while. Whether that is via separation whether that is because of distance, whatever it is. So they had to learn to sort of like get over those little quirks. They had to grow the hell up because they had to understand too that the relationship will not last if you're completely just concerned about little things like, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? Why aren't you picking up the phone? So with, when it comes to divine counterparts, it's a little bit deeper than your mind. Because also with divine counterparts, you understand that that person also has a purpose in life. They have a calling in life. And just like you, they're going to also have soul connections with other people. It's not your job to rule over them or control them or anything like that. It's your job just to do what your soul is put down here on earth to do. The other thing, too, when it comes to divine counterparts is that... Um, Usually this happens by chance, right? It happens by fate. It's not something whereas you yourself, you're trying to manipulate the energies to bring the two of you together. And yes, I am someone that works with magic, okay? I work with energy, all of that stuff. But one thing I tell my clients straight up off the back, I don't do binding spells. I'm not going to do a spell for someone to be yours, that's BS. I, I'm, I don't do it. I don't condone it. We're not doing that. Because what ends up happening is the, the very 
organic sort of way two souls meet and the relationship grows from that point you're stopping that from happening because you're trying to manipulate the energy and when it comes to the point that you're manipulating the energy you're not even allowing both of your souls to grow in the way it should so that's definitely not a twin flame connection it's definitely not a divine counterpart because you should not have to manipulate any sort of energy in order for that person to come to you you should not have to be chaotic. You should not have to be messy. You should not have to always bring drama to the table so that person can pay you attention. When that person is your divine counterpart, even if you're not together, even when you meet them, if they were someone else, you don't have to do anything else in order to bring union together. Because the other thing about divine counterparts is that it doesn't always have to be romantic in nature. If you are the one forcing the romance, you are the problem. And it's probably not a divine connection. Now, I can tell you there are people that I am divinely connected to. And I have no intentions of trying to break up whatever it is they got going on now. Why is that? Because if it's meant to be, it will happen on its own. Two, my ancestors and my spirit guides, they have my back. So when the time is right, union is going to happen. There's nothing I need to do in order to manipulate that energy. All right. So that's going to be super important. If you feel like you need to control the situation, if you feel like you need to go to people and ask them to do this spell or this ritual to get that person to come to you, or if you got to constantly call, text, email, that is not your divine counterpart, babe. You're just completely codependent. And you absolutely need to work on that so that you can attract your divine counterpart. And it's so important that I had to say that because I cannot tell you how many readings that I have done for folks. How many readings that I've done where the person truly genuinely believes that that's their twin flame and the other person is anything but. And it's so bad to the point I had to take off the twin flame offering off my website because I kept getting people wanting the twin flame reading, but they weren't comprehending that every relationship that you come up with or um, walk into rather, it's not going to be a twin flame relationship. And that's okay. You are put on earth to have this human experience. Stop neglecting the lessons that your soul is trying to give to you so that you can understand things. Stop pushing away good people because you're waiting on this one person and you have tunnel vision about your love life because you're waiting on that one person. So now I had to take away the twin flame stuff and now I only say divine counterparts. And that includes sometimes the soulmate, depending on, you know, how that connection is moving forward. And that's the other thing I, you know, I wanted to bring up and tell folks is that the way in which we as humans Take the concept of love, something that if you really think about it, when you talk about divine connections, something that has such a profound, deep meaning, deep purpose behind it, and we water it down to mean marriage and kids. That's why everybody is lost for the most part, because we're taking something that's spiritual and we're attaching 3D meaning to it. So everybody is confused. Folks don't know who's what. Folks don't understand that concept. 
again, because we're so busy being stuck in our ways, attaching some of the most um, 3D, materialistic, unhealthy, toxic patterns to a term that is meant to be spiritual, and then we run with it. Now, there are some other sort of connections that people also come across too. There are karmic partners, then there are codependent relationships, okay? Now, with karmic partners and codependent relationships, there are unhealthy attachments for both, all right? Both can be toxic or manipulative, and both start off as love bombing. So what is love bombing? Usually, that's when you initially meet someone, you're brand new to the relationship, brand spanking new, only knew them for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and they automatically start to declare their undying love for you. They love you. They can't live without you. They're constantly calling you all of the freaking time. You have no room to breathe. They call you so much it starts to impact your day. That's love bombing. Okay. Now, a karmic partner that and these karmic partners can also be narcissists and sociopaths too. When they do it, it's for a sinister purpose. A codependent person does it because they have insecurities that they really need to work out. They may feel as though they're not good enough or they can't believe that they're with you. And so they're constantly contacting you, reaching out to you to make sure you're not with anyone else. Because they can't trust you in the relationship because they have insecurities. All right. So that's what codependent folks do. When we're looking at karmic from the perspective of the person as a narcissist or sociopath, they use love bombing to reel you in. They want you to get caught up in the feelings. Because once you start to invest emotional feelings into the relationship, you're probably not going to go anywhere. And once they know they have you and you're not going to go anywhere, that's when they start showing their ass. So... I usually tell folks, if you're just starting in a relationship and that person is love bombing you all of a sudden, that is a freaking red flag at the top of the list. Just count your losses before you get too involved and just move on. With karmic partners, it's a temporary union. It is definitely not meant to last. When they come into your life, they may appear as though they are a soulmate. They tell you everything you want to hear. It's like they are the person of your dreams. You can't even believe that it's happening. But at the very same time, within a couple of weeks, a couple of months within that relationship and that connection, you realize that they are anything but. They have constant drama, constant chaos. And when this relationship ends, it's because a lesson needs to be learned. That person only came into your life to teach you a lesson. That's it. They're not meant to stay. The meeting also happens because both souls end up needing to tie up loose ends because more than likely they have met before in a previous life and it ended badly. They weren't able to get closure. So that also happens as well. Codependent folks are a little bit different. Codependent folks, usually, they need constant validation. Again, because of the insecurities. They haven't really healed. 
For them, they jump into relationship after relationship after relationship. And they do that because they are afraid to be alone. That's when they're codependent. When someone is toxic, like a narcissist or sociopath, they do that because they want other folks to see it was never them. It was always their ex. And not only that, they always have to look for new supply. That's the way toxic people work. Once they used up their ex, boom, they're done. They go to the next person, use them all up, boom, they're done. And they just keep the cycle going. Like I said, codependent folks, they do it because they're just afraid to be alone. Codependent people will smother you in the relationship. You may start to get frustrated because you don't have the ability to just be you. You don't have the ability to just breathe. They're all on you. They're clingy as hell. And also with codependent people, their mental health is contingent upon the relationship status. With codependent people, you can tell them, hey, this is not working out. We need to move on. We need to probably take a break a little bit and then see what happens. And with them, you would have thought that you would have told them like, you know, the world was ending. They just automatically begin to act out. All right. Or they threaten to hurt themselves or hurt someone else because of it. Again, that's all codependent. This, these are people who need additional help. Possibly therapy, possibly medication, whatever the case might be. And if you're listening to and if you're listening to this, sorry, you know, you might as well. Um, also know this too, that just because someone needs therapy or need medication, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. All right. It doesn't mean that you should not necessarily pursue the relationship with them. I'm someone too, who I'm coming over anxiety. I'm coming over depression. I'm learning how to do those things. But the difference between a codependent person and someone who is healing is that the person who is healing are taking the proper steps in order to go through the healing process. Codependent people don't. They sort of stay in their mess. So if the person you're with is smothering you, they're insecure, they have all of these issues going on, they want you as a partner to fix their issues and yet they refuse to go to therapy or they don't get self-help books or they don't try to help themselves. It's probably time to walk away because you cannot fix their stuff for them. And not only that, it's very selfish and unfair for someone to want their partner to do the work to fix them. That's not how relationships should work. It's one thing to vent. But your partner is not your therapist. If you need help, you need to talk to someone who can also help you. So that's the pretty much the basis of when it comes to soul relationships. And again, you know, I wanted to go over this and do a podcast on this, too, because, you know, I do get questions, you know, about whether or not someone is a soulmate, whether or not they're a divine partner, karmic partner or whatever. And, you know, I just wanted to run down the difference because sometimes when you're in a relationship, you don't really see the red flags. And so it may take someone who's already been there to explain these things to you for the light bulb to go off a little bit. And that was me in a couple, a couple of years ago. 
I had to have someone explain it to me so that light bulb could go off. All right. But if you find yourself in a codependent, toxic, karmic relationship, do whatever it takes for you to get the wisdom, the strength, the courage you need in order to walk away. If that person is not willing to seek help, if that person is not willing to change, if they're not willing to do what is in the best interest for both partners in the relationship, know when to cut your losses, all right? Because your mental health is not worth suffering because you want to stay involved with someone who doesn't even want to help themselves, all right? So if any of you guys have any questions, feel free to email me. My email address is Katrina at PisceanSpirituality.org. I am more than happy to answer your questions, send you a list of resources that may help. If you would like to schedule a personal reading, you can also reach me um, via that email address as well. Thank you so much for tuning in.